Welcome back to Pondering. Hello. <laughs> Why was that so hard to say? I don't know. You forgot what it, what it is. <laughs> We're both struggling today. <laughs> we definitely just poured a cup of coffee. I did struggle today. You didn't sleep. I didn't sleep. It's funny, though, because I feel like my version of I didn't sleep is very different than cats, right? Yeah. Like, explain to me how you didn't sleep while you were <laughs> snoring all night long. Dang it. And that's always what happens. I tell Kat, I didn't sleep very well. And then she proceeds to say, I know you did because I was awake. (laughs) Usually what I mean is I wake up in the middle of the night. I remember struggling to fall back asleep and don't remember that happening or not happening. So last night I woke up and I always, when I wake up in the night, I try really hard not to look at the clock. I don't know why. I just feel like it stresses me out. I don't want to know what time it is. I just want to go back to sleep. I happened to see that it was around 3.20 when I woke up to pee last night. (laughs) And then I remember laying back in bed and just feeling like I couldn't fall back asleep. And then the next thing I knew, my alarm went off. So that's when for me, I'm like, I didn't sleep well, meaning like I I, I woke up and it was hard to fall back asleep. But Kat usually tells me, you were awake for like 20 minutes (laughs) and then you slept fine. But that being said, it was just a hard morning for me. And then I drank, I didn't tell you this either. I was really jittery at the gym because I drank coffee and then I took a Celsius and was sipping it. And I think that combination, my heart rate was so high all morning. Cause you know when you're tired, but you drink something to give you energy. So your body's sleepy, but then you, whatever you drank is tricking you that you're awake, but you're not really. So. Like your brain is so laggy, but your body is yes. on level 10, it's the worst. That was it. Yeah. And then you ride those endorphins, but then all of a sudden in the afternoon it hits you. I am so tired. So that was that was my experience today. That's crazy. But you really didn't sleep. Yeah, I'm convinced I'm having like predominal labor, I think is what it's called, which is like where you kind of like, this is what I understand, falsely start labor like over and over again for like weeks before no you way. start oh, actual labor. Because last night I woke, I was woken up by contractions that were so painful. And then I would time two of them. Ryder really wants to be involved in today's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Trying so hard not to laugh. He usually just lays next to us. But right now he's just up in Kat's face. I I wanna be included. Ryder, are you worried about mom? So that was what was funny last night. So I was woken up pretty much every hour on the hour I would have one or two of these like really painful contractions. And then it would be really hard to go back to sleep because the contraction would wake up the baby. And so she would be going crazy. I think I would be awake for 20 minutes, sleep for 40 minutes, be awake for 20 minutes. And they would stop enough for me to go back to sleep. So I was like, I'm obviously not in labor because they're not like rhythmic. And I didn't want to wake you up until I had three or four of them in a row. That was so nice. And (laughs) it ended up nothing happened. But the night before, they weren't nearly as painful, but like I kind of had a similar experience. So we'll see. I definitely feel like I dropped. If you look at my belly, I definitely feel like it's low, lower than it was, meaning that she's lower than she was. Mm. It meaning um, she. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And today at my ultrasound again, she's like, she just keeps getting lower and lower. So. Yeah, that was my night, and I just didn't sleep great. But for some reason, I've been like, okay, today. And do you look at the clock when you get up? I think you do, right? No, I try not to, but last night, I didn't the first two times because I was like, 
I have no idea what time it is and mm-hmm. I want to just go back to sleep. But then the, it kept happening. And I so then I started timing on like my contractions timer, which required me to open up my phone. Oh, uh, yeah. So the first time I looked at my phone was 145. And then I woke up every hour until I got up when you left at like seven. Jeez. So how many hours of sleep would you guess you got last night? I don't know, like four and a half. Oh, I probably, I would guess six for me. And we also stayed up late, which Just wasn't Just prepping great. ourselves for when she comes. Yeah. We're going to be like, oh, four and a half hours. That was amazing. <laughs> for real. Every time I tell someone that we're expecting, they all say, enjoy the sleep while you can. <laughs> and... I totally, I mean, again, I can't say anything. I've never had a baby, living baby, but so I'm just, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying. We're trying, yeah. It's kind of hard, but, oh, Wait, that's what I was going to say about Ryder. He was very troubled for me last night. He has been sleeping in our room, and he sleeps on the floor on my side of the bed most of the time, and usually Which... he just passes out. Even when I like get up to pee and stuff, he just couldn't care less. But last night he was alert and watching me and seeing what I was doing and stuff. So it was kind of You cute. thought that was him saying, she's here. I wish. So anyway. Yeah. So that was very long-winded about our sleep. Now you guys know how <laughs> our the question again? No. <laughs> is going. But as you guys all know, we are expecting a baby girl literally any time now. Yeah. I personally don't think we're going to go more than like another 10 days. And after today, I really think she's going to come in the next couple days. But I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. But our family is both sides of our family are very into question games. Like when I first met Nick's family, Nick's mom had this app on her phone. And when we would go out to dinner, she would just pull out. I think it was called Gab or like. Yeah. Gabble or so, so I'm totally like Gabble. I can't remember what it's called, but and it would just ask random questions like to get to know each other. And then my mom did it last night at dinner. And she's yeah. like, I got this new game. It's where you just like ask questions to get to know each other. And we've done that on road trips and stuff. I pulled up random questions yeah. just to start conversations or like we were at the park the other day and I was just asking you random questions from the internet. Anyways, so in our family's fashion, I yesterday was like, I wonder if there's a questionnaire about prepping to have a baby and asking your partner certain questions before a baby comes and if there was a questionnaire like that. And I found one. Yeah, stuff you should probably think about. I feel like we're pretty good at talking about those things, but as they say, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So it's good to kind of read through them and think about things that we might not have thought of. So a lot of these we have thought about, but I just thought it would be interesting to formally discuss them. And so we haven't had... Podcast style. Yeah, we haven't answered these questions together yet. And then we'll link in the show notes the article that I found that has all these questions. And I'll probably add in the... Because we're not going to answer every question in that article. I'll add the ones that we picked to answer into the show notes as well so you can ask your partner if you're expecting a baby as well or thinking about having a baby i feel like this would be a good one if you're gonna start trying to have a baby yes it's gonna be very 
revealing. (laughs) (laughs) No, it'll be good. I'm excited. And we glanced them. You sent them to me beforehand. Mm -hmm. I I briefly glanced at them. And then you sent me some more about 20 minutes ago. So (laughs) it'll be kind of off the cuff. And again, some stuff we've discussed, so let's get into it. Yeah. Okay, so number one question, what kind of relationship... And this isn't in any order, sorry. Oh, yeah. Like, number one isn't, this is the top one, it's just, we listed them out. (laughs) They're all equally important. Yes, yeah. No rhyme or reason to the order. Okay, what kind of relationship do you want your kid to have with your extended family? So... Wait a second, what... Will you clarify what you think extended family means? I was just going to ask you that. Because like, I was going to say. This is dumb. Like. But I don't know this. I. I feel like. I feel like. I, I think my siblings and your siblings are our immediate family. So is this like involving people who are outside of our siblings and parents? That's what I. That's how I took it. Like. Oh, okay. My extended family would be people outside my parents and siblings. Okay. I mean, this is going to sound bad, but I haven't really thought about that. I don't really care. Okay. That was literally (laughs) my answer too. Not that I don't want them to just like, if they want one, great. And if they don't, great. But you know, I'm thinking of like my, my cousin and her kids and they're so cute and we love getting together with them. But I don't feel like they expect us to have a relationship. It's kind of just like when you're with them, you want there to be that relationship. I was going to say my cousins who live here in Utah, I also would like them to be like, I, I would enjoy having our kids having a relationship with them and with their kids, but it's not like the end all be all where I'm like, we need to see them once a month and our right. kids need to get together, but it's fun to get together with them, especially because all of our kids, like your cousin's kids and my cousin's kids, the ones that we're specifically talking about are like similar, are going to be similar in ages to our kids. And so it will be fun to get together with them. Yeah. We've talked about how once you have kids, it opens up a whole new realm of relationships Yeah, that you didn't have before because then you are parents with kids. And so you can go do those things and connect with those people. And I'm now thinking about how growing up, I wasn't really close to my cousins. My sister's kids lived by us, but their oldest was my youngest sister's age. I wasn't super close with them. It was really just like, okay, it's Christmas, it's Thanksgiving. We're getting together with the cousins and that was fun, but we didn't create a relationship. You grew up with your cousins. So that relationship's there and that's really important. And so I think that also depends on proximity and spending time with cousins, which I would like to have. Yeah, I do you have do. some cousins here. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. But I don't know, because I don't have a strong relationship with them now, I don't know if that will change just because we have a kid. I don't think it will. I grew up with my cousins. We moved all over the place together. So I feel like it's easier for us to continue a relationship with them um, and that I would like that. But I also want our kids to have close relationships with their actual cousins. So I want my siblings to start having babies, which would require some of them to get married. (laughs) Which... Hopefully it happens soon. We'll see. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This will be a quick answer. Are holidays going to be just our family, meaning like just you and I together and our kids? Um, or are all holidays going to involve our immediate family, like extended immediate family, <laughs> our parents and siblings? You start this one off. 
I'm going to follow your lead on this, but I have some thoughts. I really want to have some holidays by ourselves with our kids, especially as they get older, especially like Christmas morning. I really want to do those things, just our little family at our house. We've never spent the holidays at our own house because we've always been with family since we've been married. Right. But we also haven't had kids that we like want to open presents with in the morning and do Santa Claus and things like that. So I definitely want to do some that way, but that's kind of how my family did it. Like some years we did it with our whole extended family and some years we did it with just our little family at home. And I liked both. So I think we'll probably just switch it up in my ideal world. Yeah, I agree. I think it just depends on what you what the holidays are to you, meaning is it seeing family? Is it having a traditional Christmas morning? Is it going on a vacation? Yeah. And I think ours will be everything. It'll just rotate It's pretty hard right now. We're obviously in September trying to figure out the holidays. And of course, it's unique because, you know, this newborn that's coming any second. So that's a little unique. However, I think it's something that everyone struggles with. Logistics alone, right? Yeah. (laughs) So I think you got to combine the obligation of seeing family with wanting to see family and who you want to see from your family and just wanting to do nothing at your house or like go to Mexico and sit on a beach. I think we'll rotate. It'll be different every year. It'll just be something we have to discuss every year. Okay. This is a big one, but also maybe not a big one at all. I don't know. Thoughts about religion. What are we planning to do about religion with our kids? So what we've kind of discussed in the past and recently is Raising them with the core traditional beliefs we grew up with. For me, I want to teach them those principles that I grew up being taught and let them... I don't know. I also feel like when they're younger, you kind of need to give them a foundation of anything, even religion. So this one is a a bit of an open (laughs) book. What's the word phrase (laughs) I'm looking for? I think we'll have to figure it out as we go. Because I, I don't know, I've just always felt like once she's here, I don't really know how I'll feel as far as like, oh my gosh, I want to teach her this or I want to keep her away from that, right? Kat, your thoughts? I loved growing up in the Mormon church. Same. I had a great experience, especially like as a kid. I just don't want it to be the end all be all in her life or in our life. I don't want it to be something that like dictates every Sunday and every decision and conversation. I just feel like Mormonism kind of overtakes people's whole lives for good or for bad. Like, I don't Mm. think there's anything like totally wrong with that. That's just not what I want for our life. But if we're going to fall back on any religion, I think it would be the LDS church. And if we're going to go to church, it would be an LDS church. And if she's going to learn stories of about like religion or spirituality spirituality it's going to be the ones that i learned in the mormon church it's just going to be less that those are so true and important and more that they're just like really inspirational stories this is i'm not speaking for you i this is how i feel about it i think that harry potter can be really inspirational for her just as much as stories (laughs) from the bible can be inspiration for her, neither one of them have to be true in order for them to be impactful. So I I think I plan to teach her all the same things I was taught with just a little bit more flexibility. I love that, Kat. That's really good. 
I don't know why I said that so weird. But yeah, I think the church is such a double-edged sword, meaning it's so good. It gives you an identity, tells you who you are and why and how, right? But with very little wiggle room. Yes. So I guess what I mean is by double-edged sword is that can be great or it can be terrible depending on where you're at in life. And we both had very different experiences. Your parents were very strict. Mine were very open. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think to Kat's point, we want to provide the knowledge of that, but also have an open door policy where they feel comfortable sharing what they're feeling and us discussing how we feel about it. I'm sure to a certain extent, right? But not where it's like, because I said so, and I'm the parent and this is the way it is. Like, well, let's talk about that. You know, what do you like or not like about it? So yeah, as we're talking, I think I want a teacher the LDS church because that's all I know and that's something that I enjoyed learning about and then be very very protective of her and future kids wiggle room and like space to have individuality and learn different things and just provide the space for her to explore outside of the church I think that that was the hardest part for me is there's so many good people doing so many good things and they don't even know about the church I was always intrigued by that. And I want our kids to be able to explore that and know that there are different ways about being good, spiritual, religious people. Yes. And I think we both are spiritual people. We want to create a spiritual home. We want to teach our children that they're loved by us, by a heavenly being or beings in some form. That they have heavenly help. Yeah. principles. Yeah, you can pray for help, you know. There's resources in the form of scriptures that are available that can give you support and love. Totally. So click the link to join our church, (laughs) the Church of the Pond. I'm kidding. Don't cancel me for that. Mormon church, please. (laughs) No, they're fine. Okay. (laughs) We're not big enough to make a difference. (laughs) Let's talk about things you liked and didn't like about the way that you were raised and if there are any change you'd like to changes you'd like to make, how would you make those changes? I love that. I think that's a great transition from what we just discussed because something I loved is I just always felt like I could share anything with my parents. I couldn't really tell you how they did that. I think they just, as you mentioned just now, gave me the space to feel like I could tell them anything without consequence, but Without judgment, like I never got grounded. I probably got grounded once. Well, you didn't do anything wrong either. I know, but I'm saying that maybe they correlate, you know? Yeah. Or maybe I was just an amazing. <laughs> you had sisters child. who had different experiences, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, and that's a whole other thing. But just, I just bring that up because we were just talking about religion, and I just had a really comfortable relationship with my parents, and so... still do. You still do. Yeah, totally. So I, I want to instill that. That is something but we might have to figure out how on the way. I guess is what yeah. I'm saying because. That's something I didn't have with my parents and that I would like to emulate from your parents. I think what's interesting is my parents, I think, were really good at being parents and like instilling boundaries and rules and chore charts and our house ran really well. And not that your guys' house didn't run well, like I think it did, but I feel like your parents valued more being your guys' friends and allies. Yep. And it was less about being the perfect parent. It was about building a relationship with you guys. And I think there's a middle ground of that. I really like a lot of the things that my mom did 
how we ran our household and how things were organized and things like that that I'd love to implement yeah. into our house. I feel like it made us us kids really good hard workers. We had to earn pretty much everything in our house by doing chores or about by earning allowances or whatever. And again, this isn't comparing our families. I'm just now switching over to like, this is something I really liked about my yeah. family. And so that's something I would like to do. My mom also kept the house very clean, which I think made it really easy for me to learn and focus on like school. And I was always happy to have friends over. I was like never embarrassed to have people come to our house because our house was always clean. And that's something I want to be good at that I struggle with. So <laughs> that's something I would like to make a change. And I mean, our house is like fairly clean, but my mom somehow with four kids kept it like spotless. And I think a lot of that was we all had chores that we... Yeah. We're required to do. I love it. I don't recall us having a chore chart, so I assume my mom kept our house clean. <laughs> or I just didn't notice it was dirty, maybe. But totally, I mean, your answer is my answer to the other part of the question of what would you like to change. It was a little loose, and I, I kind of wish I had been forced to do things more. Mm -hmm. But how do you find that balance? And I think we'll have to figure that out as we go. The other There's thing... A, yeah. That I think is important to both of us, which was something I didn't do, but you did a lot of. So we, I think we need to meet in the middle a little bit, but is travel. I think that's something. Yeah. Yes. I don't feel like our family did enough. I feel like that builds really cool family memories and relationships is going on trips together. One exposes them to culture and religion yeah. and, you know, other perspectives for sure. And so that's something that I really want to do with our kids. Absolutely. <laughs> we can definitely agree on that. Cool. What else we got? Thoughts that we have about evenings and weekends and caring for the baby versus some alone time. I know you go. I'm trying to think. <laughs> we've had some pretty, we've had some discussions about this. Not like all of the things. We really like being together. I yeah. won't speak for you, but I think we really like hanging out. We do. Sorry. She, I didn't realize she was waiting for a response. Listeners like, like, Wait, why did he pause? I'm really <laughs> I, trying to distract our dog. But what like, we have talked about is our, we both want to like work out or have like some sort of physical outlet. And I don't think for a while there's going to be an opportunity for us to do that together. We used to work out together and that was really fun. And so I think eventually when she's like old enough to enjoy the gym daycare, then we will maybe do that. Yeah. But when she's like early little baby, I don't really want to leave her in a daycare. So we have talked about how you'll probably go in the morning and I'll go in the afternoon or in the evening, like when you get home from work. Yeah. And so that will kind of be our alone time. Or we'll turn the downstairs cat room into a gym. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And as far as evenings, weekends, you know, we've talked a little about having family close by for free babysitting. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just prioritizing that time together without the baby. And I would assume, and I, I do believe that that's a really important part of the foundation of our relationship and not losing yourself in the baby, I guess, if that makes sense. I think that would be, that will be important too. I don't see us wanting to leave the baby very often. Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to say, especially in the first year or 10. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to be the people who kind of like just keep their babies with us. We're already pretty big homebodies. I mean, that's partially because you haven't been able to do much. But 
Yeah. I think we'll just like being at home. We'll take her out to dinner. We don't yeah. hang out with people very often. We're kind of lame. But I do but think when we like, do, like, sorry, go ahead. You, we're always like pretty supportive of each other. So like if you wanted to go on a bike ride with one of your friends, if I wanted to go to Bunko, you would totally. totally like I, I'm not even really that worried about this experience because I feel like it will be like, yeah, no problem. Just yeah. go and do your thing. Go be with your friends. I feel like both of us, when we go and do things for ourselves like that, we come back so much happier. Yes. And so it's just, it's worth it to solo parent for the night or whatever so that your spouse comes back and is more fun to be around. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What ways can I be kind to you when you are exhausted or stressed? <laughs> Man, that's like a, a good relationship question. In general. At any time. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we're always trying to figure that out. Um Jeez, I don't know. Do you have any initial thoughts? I'm like My to... main thought is I know that I'm going to – I don't do well without sleep. And I I know this is going to be an overwhelming experience. And things that are unhelpful are like you asking me what can I, I do? can do to help. Right, just do so it. So eliminating that question and just doing is going to be the best way to make me feel relieved. My mom's – famous phrase is see a need, fill a need. And I feel like that's how I would like to be helped in like an exhausted state is just for you to like assess the situation and figure out how you could be most helpful without asking me to tell you what is needed. And as I said, I think that's really good general advice in a relationship because I've learned that the hard way and still am. I don't want to say as the man, because it could apply to you as well. But for me, I think it's helpful to, hey, Kat, what do you need from me? How can I help? And exactly what you're saying. I don't know. You should just figure it out and do it and try it. And it's really about just like doing something versus asking. And then it ends up backfiring when I ask that because you're like, now I'm annoyed that you're asking me for help. Right? So... Ditto, <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. We've had a couple discussions. We've had some friends who've been like open about how stressful having kids are and that it can just make you act like a whole different person. And so I think in talking about these experiences before they actually happen and being like in a good state of mind and discussing like, hey, if I'm offering to take the baby from you because I feel like you look stressed, it's like I'm not judging you. I'm not upset with the way that you're handling baby or whatever. I'm just genuinely trying to make sure you get a break and that the baby's safe. And like, I know you're a great parent, but we're both going to get burnt out and need some sort of assistance every once in a while. So is it safe to say that maybe the rule is like ask forgiveness, not permission? Yeah. <laughs> right? Meaning you're not asking permission, like, how can I help you? Or is it okay if I do this? It's like, I'm doing this. And then the person can correct, like, no, do this instead. Or like, no, that upsets me because of this. Okay, cool. Now I know, right? (laughs) Cool. What are your thoughts on, as we're discussing this question, I'm thinking, do you think it's productive to schedule personal time for each of us? Or is it more like, oh, Kat has the baby now. Does that make sense? I'm not understanding. If you could elaborate, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> so you mentioned while you've been on bed rest, you've been very awesome at letting me go on a hike with Ryder or go on a bike ride, and then I can rally all day. 
So do you think that applies when there's a baby, meaning, okay, Wednesday nights from six to eight, Nick does whatever he wants to do, and then he's recharged, and then for Kat, it's Thursday nights, six to eight, or is it kind of just you take it day by day, if that makes sense? In other words, I think it's important to recharge and give yourself alone time and recharge time and do what you want to do, right? Like for some people, it's watching sports. For some people, it's video games. For me, it's like watching a movie or like going to a movie or going on an activity. How do you, how does that factor in to this? I just kind of created a new question. We work very differently in these situations. Right. I do not like having a schedule. That would stress me out to feel like Thursday nights are my night and I have to figure out something to do on Thursday night if I don't have plans. Or feeling like, oh, my, I got invited to do this thing on Tuesday night, but my normal nights are t- typically Thursday. That just doesn't right. sound like something I'm interested in. But I know you like having a structure like that. I just think you and I are very... I trust that you are not going to take advantage of me being willing to watch the baby whenever you want to go and do something and vice versa. So if you genuinely need to go and recharge and take a bike ride, whether you're planning that for next week or in like 25 minutes, I would just trust that you have assessed in your brain, like one, is Catherine doing okay? Is it okay if I leave her for in 30 minutes for four hours? How's the baby doing? Is the baby Has the baby been fussy? Like is she kind of being burnt out should I stay home and help and you're doing this all mentally in your brain like before you even discuss it with me (laughs) and then you then I pretty much every time would trust that you had done that and even if it was going to be a little bit frustrating for me to take over I'm almost always happy for you to go and do something that's going to make you come back and be recharged better yeah I think my concern is I know we're both very (laughs) selfless and that sounds like braggy, but I just mean like sometimes we get lost in not thinking about ourselves Mm -hmm. and I've noticed that that can clash sometimes between us. So I'm just kind of thinking now as we're having this discussion on a podcast, (laughs) how do you prevent burnout, I guess, before it's too late? And maybe, you know, I think what I I think you're right. So sometimes it happens and you figure it out as you go and then you create. And maybe I think you and I would are both going to be good at being like, hey, you've been super helpful recently. Why don't you go out on going a bike ride? Or why don't you go get a pedicure? Or why don't you go see your sister? I have nothing going on Saturday morning. Like you and your sister should go shopping or you should whatever. I think you'll be great at suggesting stuff like that and vice versa. And I do think having a kid is is very hard. Everyone says that. So I believe it. You know, haven't experienced it, but I do think we'll be stoked to be like, cool, I'm going to stay alone with, I'm going to stay at home alone with the baby while you go do that. It's going to be so fun. Like, yeah, even though it's hard, if that makes sense. I don't know. Well, you and I both have things that we love doing at the house that you can do with the baby too. Right. And so I feel like you'll be like, sweet, I can watch one of the movies that I've been wanting to watch (laughs) while I hold the baby. That'll be so great. I can watch this horror film (laughs) that Kat would never watch with me. No, I don't know if I'd watch that with the baby. She'd be like. Trauma, Maybe she was like napping subconscious or trauma. Yeah. I guess the message is make sure to prioritize a little me time and yeah. treat yourself. And make sure your spouse is doing that, I guess, too. Help them yes. see that they need And as those you, things. as I put your needs as a priority, you'll put mine as a priority. Exactly. Unless your spouse sucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. All right. That was a good one. This next one is also very good. Oh, wait. I jumped ahead. What are we on? Seven. Yeah. 
What dreams do you have for our baby? I could go on Can and on expound? about this, <laughs> but I don't know. I guess I'm just what like first comes to your mind. I have like random little ones. Like I hope and pray that she has blue eyes. Like you really? Know. Yeah. Thank you. Me too. I don't know why. I just feel like that would be so special. So I, that's one random little like dream yeah. I have of hers, but I won't be crushed if she has brown eyes because that'll be fun because she'll look like me. When I hear this question, I think about, it's interesting as we get closer to having this baby and similarly with Edie, I start to think more about, you think of yourself through someone else's eyes. And I guess you do that in marriage too, but you become way less selfish and you start to think about what's the legacy I want to leave. I don't know. That's kind of been my thought on this. And as far as what dreams do I have for her? I want her to feel like she can do anything and be anything and see that from us. Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, in life you're raised and there's these parameters and ceilings that are set of what you can achieve. And I know we both just want to create a world of endless possibilities for her. Mm-hmm. But then you realize, oh, like we have to do that. Too. We have to show her that. We can't just tell her that. That's, I don't know, that's kind of what I'm going through right now. No, totally. Exactly what you're saying. She will believe whatever she sees, not necessarily what we're telling her through words. She is going to emulate whatever we actually do. Uh-huh. Even if we're saying all the right things, I think we have to really believe and portray the things that we want her to believe and portray, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And this goes back to a question from earlier about, because my parents were very good at that. They put me in acting classes. I was in theater. They let me play music. I was in bands. I was in sports. But I wish they would have pushed me more to see things through. And I think that's what I'm trying to figure out is how do you provide freedom to pick whatever they want, but also, hey, you chose to do this. You have to finish it. And then you can decide (laughs) whatever finish it looks like, depending on what you're doing. And then you can decide if that's going to be your career or whatever, because you want to allow them the freedom to change, if that makes sense. Have some sort of structure, but I don't know, but also let them have free will. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But then you're like, then you hear about the Williams sisters and they were basically like forced to play tennis all the time. But then look at them now and you're just like, okay, I would love for her to excel at something that well. But at what cost? And am I going to be that kind of parent? I don't know. The other thing I really want her to know is I just want her to be confident in herself and know her worth. Yeah. So that she is loved properly by her friends or whoever she chooses to love and be in relationships with. I just want her to know her worth. I think that that is really important. And I actually think my parents did a pretty good job at that. I had some stumbling experiences that I feel like taught me to know my worth through hard experiences, which I think is fine. I'd like for her to have less hard experiences like that and just be confident and sassy and not take no for an answer. And just know that she's great. We just need to play Khalid while she sleeps. <laughs> Isn't that a Khalid song? Maybe. Know your worth? Oh yeah, that sounds familiar. I swear it is. Anyway, we'll link the song, the Spotify song. <laughs> you remember to find it. <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, there is, I, I mentioned Angela Duckworth earlier. She has a book called Grit. And 
she explains very well how to parent kids where they can do what they want and find their passions, but also they also have to work hard at something even when they don't want to. So I forget what it's called, but just as a reference, I think that I'll be opening that and reading through my notes. Yes, yeah. As, as the baby grows up or the children. Okay, since the holidays are coming up, what are some holiday traditions that you want to do with this baby or all of our babies? Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like we kind of answered this, but we'll just expound on it now. So growing up, our main tradition was we'd get in the back of my uncle's truck and drink hot chocolate and look at Christmas lights in different neighborhoods. And it was so fun. But then growing up, it kind of became like, oh, we're doing this again. And I think that's common with any family traditions. And then you want to go create your own. So I don't know. I'm just excited to like kind of experiment and see what we like. And I think that'll be based on like where we live and what we have done together getting a Christmas tree, putting it up. And I'm sure we'll, I'm, I'm sure I'll become the parent that's like forcing traditions on the kids. <laughs> They're like, we're so over this. I'm like, no, it's tradition. We have to watch Harry Potter. Like, Your family's very into traditions. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully I have enough self-awareness to not force that. But I know you mentioned this again, travel. I want to travel as much as possible, but also have the traditional snow in the window, cozy by the fireplace. So I think it'll just vary. I don't know. I definitely want to instill something that they can count on every single year, no matter where we are, though. And I love the tradition of Christmas jammies. Like <laughs> that's, that's another one. It's so fun. I think everyone to me. has that one. Yeah, I just think it's so fun. We always did it on Christmas Eve, though, yeah. and I kind of think I want to do it like December first, so that they can use them because they're always Christmas themed. But you don't want to wear your Christmas themed jammies after Christmas, so you just wear them one day. What Ours a waste! Whatever Christmas themed, it was just like. New pajamas. Yeah. Well, that first year with you, those were, were they like red? Yeah. With our family, my family. Yeah. And I mean, you can wear them again. I just. Yeah. I remember it being annoyed. Make a good, yeah. You make a good point. Like, oh, I can wear these next year, but now I'm getting new ones. So why would I? Yes. Just like sit in a drawer. I love doing Christmas jammies. I love your family's tradition of the tuna fish sandwiches. I think that's the cutest yeah, that's tradition ever. Growing up, my grandpa was really poor, so all they could afford was tuna fish sandwiches. And then they make this dip that he had growing up on the farm. And we still do that. And that's a really fun one. We call it forced family fun. Because <laughs> you get to a point where it becomes obligatory, right? Mm-hmm. But there is a good long period that it's super fun. And it's a good. I think it's like a good message and reminder that you don't have to have this over-the-top Christmas dinner. And not that we'll do it every year, yeah. but I think that it's really fun when we are with your family and to teach your kids about your grandpa and his life yeah. growing up and stuff like that. But I should clarify, that's our Christmas Eve tradition. And then Christmas night, we always have we like a traditional yeah. pot roast. Another fun one we had that we stopped doing, and I was bummed when we stopped, was bingo on Thanksgiving. What? That would be so fun. I never told you that? No. Yeah, we did bingo with my my aunt and her family. We should switch it to bunko. And it was so fun. Yeah, I'd be down. Bunko's so fun. Love it. I also would love to do some sort of service activity. Because yeah. the holiday Thanksgiving and Christmas, you want to help others. And we did that sometimes, but it was always kind of like, oh, I don't want to do this. I, you know... I want my stuff, so I think yeah. it'd be important to like. Well, I mean, we planned to do this year and all the following years do something on Edie's due date. Yeah, some sort of service, which is oct or December eighteenth. So I feel like it's yeah, at least true. during the season. And so I think we'll always be doing something in honor of her around that time. Great point. Going back to the travel. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, as most people know, we went to Germany and Austria on our grief trip, speaking of his due date. And that was, I mean, I was gonna say that was so fun. It was horrible, but like for what it was, it was so fun to, to see that and have it be meaningful, but it was just cool to see how other countries experience the holidays. So yeah. just tying that back to the importance of travel, right? Doing things different and providing that yeah. cool experience. I'd love for our kids to see. And we went to Bali during Christmas too. We did. That was fun. Yeah. And I, the other one we'll probably always do is watch Harry Potter between <laughs> Halloween and Thanksgiving. But the problem with that is we've only finished it once, I think. Maybe no, twice. that's not true. The last two years we haven't made it because something comes up. Because what we do is every Sunday between the end from Halloween to Christmas. No, Thanksgiving. No. Eight movies? No. Eight, eight weeks is, is two months. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So as soon as Halloween ends... Every Sunday we watch all the Harry Potter movies in order, but it's hard because you have to be very strict. So I think what we'll have to do is like you watch one movie each week. Yeah, just the week. <laughs> so you can. Do I feel it. like we finished it every time. You just don't count no, it when we haven't. Yes, we have, guys. No, we. Ha- I witness. actually know that we. My have. hands on the Bible. <laughs> it just wasn't on Sunday, and that bothers you. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Well, there were a few years. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is. You got to kind of adjust your traditions as you go because it never works out perfectly. That's like giving me the stink yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah. There's a... been at least two years where we didn't finish it. And then I was trying to get you to finish it in January. And you're like, I'm over it. I don't care anymore. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. There's so no it, we're, we're both right. Okay. It's been, we've been married five years. <laughs> She's so mad. <laughs> but it's true. It's not. Okay. We're going to finish up with these last two. We will film... We will document our Harry Potter watching so there is there is proof and evidence of how it goes down. Okay, and it's going to be every Sunday, and we're going to finish all of them. If filming it makes it happen, I'll be so happy. <laughs> you are a piece of crap. Okay. <laughs> Should we kiss? No. Dang it. Okay. Okay. What are you looking forward to most about being a parent? You get to pick one thing. One thing? That's a rule I made up. Okay. No. I mean, geez, everything? That's cheating. How, why? It's one thing. No, it's not. Everything that's like asking, is... That's like asking a um, genie for 100 more wishes. Yes. No, I think just seeing them develop. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say, watching her learn. Okay, then you have that one. Because my other one is being able to be a kid with your kid. It gives you permission to act like a kid. Yeah, I might have two. Is that allowed? You're making the rules. I'm making the rules. I'm going to let it. I just feel like it will bring magic back into our life of all of these little things that have gotten mundane. I think it's going to make all of those things feel exciting again because it'll be her first time. And watching her have her first time is going to be so special. Even talking about our traditions and things like that for the holidays, it's been mostly out of obligation that we've done a lot of these things over the last few years. Just because after you're like a teenager, you're like, I've done this so many times with the same people and it's not that exciting anymore. And I'm an adult. I don't really care to get presents. Like it's fun, but whatever. She's going to be stoked out of her mind to go and look (laughs) at Christmas lights. Yeah. 
and have hot cocoa and like stay up past your bedtime. And like all these things are just going to be so exciting. And even just trying raspberries for the first time or like touching grass or seeing snow, all that stuff. We're just kind of like, oh, it's snowing again, like whatever. And she's just going to be like, this is magic. And I'm be like, it's magic. This is so cool. It's a fun reset. It's kind of like when I talk to people about Arizona or people have who've never been there come because I'm from Arizona and they're like the desert's so beautiful and I'm like what <laughs> the brown but then stuff? I but then it gives me a new perspective yeah you know oh also their little voice <laughs> I know yeah I'm so excited like, to hear her voice start to learn to say things but they say it wrong it's so cute oh okay I almost just said her name oh my gosh you little stinker you don't think that's her name huh Dude, I don't know. You don't know? Okay. I don't know. Probably is. And the last and most important question. <laughs> what are you looking forward to in seeing your partner as a parent? What are you looking forward to in seeing your partner as a parent? Are you comprehending? <laughs> <laughs> it's like when someone says their name. When You're I meet like, someone, uh-huh. I have to repeat it back like twice or I do not remember it. And look how many words that is. That was a lot of words. Yeah, you did a great job. Thank you. I mean, I think I've shared that Kat was a nanny when we were dating and first married, and I just loved watching her be a mom. And so I think it's only going to be more special knowing it's our child and just seeing that love and that connection. I think it's like a it gives you a new perspective on your your person. For sure. So my answer to this question was your answer to the last question which is i'm so excited to watch you play with our kids because <laughs> yeah. you're so good at it because you already do that with our nieces and nephews but i'm just so excited for you to do that with our kids and have you guys have your own little games and fun uh, things that are just yours that you guys created together and just like kind of be a fly on the wall watching you do that with our kids and watch their imaginations grow because you encourage it so much. And it's just like, I know people who don't have dogs don't get it, (laughs) but you watching somebody Guys, that's all we know. (laughs) Yeah, watching somebody love something so much is just the most tender thing in the whole world. And I watch you love Ryder so much and take such good care of him. And I know it's going to be 10 times that when yeah. with an actual child who can talk and tell you their thoughts and feelings and smile and hug you and give you a kiss. I'm excited to watch somebody else love the person that I love the most. Yeah. I think it's going to be really cool. I second that. Can I also say that? Yeah. But no, just last night we had Ryder on our bed and he was totally passed out, was like hanging halfway off. And we probably say, he's so cute, I can't stand it. <laughs> At least times 40 a times a day between <laughs> the two of us. And we're kind of concerned, guys, because we're like, how are we going to have the capacity for a human that we feel this way about even more, right? Yeah. So I'm just all like, those how parents are we out there get it, but wish us luck. About you know? anything else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's so distracting, this cute little thing. I can't. <laughs> about to explode. Literally and metaphorically for you. Uh, I hope she comes out soon. Holy crap. So, yeah, we're still on high alert baby watch. So stay tuned. Our car seat's here. Our hospital bags are in the car. Still no crib, but we have a bassinet, so. I think that's coming next week, though, the crib. 
I just emailed them today. That would be awesome. Are they responding? Yeah. <laughs> so wish us luck. Next episode, we might have her here. We don't know. Yeah. But we might not. Stay tuned. Baby Watch with Nick Pond. Yes. I've been slacking, so I'll get back on that. But thanks for listening. Hopefully, this was interesting. Yeah, if you're having you a baby. you learned something. Excited we'll, to see what you all say. We'll put... Um, the questions that we asked in the notes again and then i'll link the article too that i got these questions from but this is really fun it made me excited high five i mean i've already been way excited <laughs> what are you talking about but i just like talking about it with you yeah especially being in the nursery yeah that's pretty much done which is so fun other than yeah. the crib of course but all right y'all have a good Peace week and blessings keep on pondering bye talk to you later